While less than 8% of the world's population hold to an atheist worldview, the atheists seem to have an incredible impact on culture. So what exactly is inside of their playbook that is so enticing to so many and seems to be working so well? I don't know if you know this, but there are atheist organizations, you could call them ministries, that actually raise funds just to protest the idea of God. They actually host large events, kind of like church, where people who think that we came from nothing can come together and talk about their beliefs. So how is this minority view getting so much traction? What, what's, what's their playbook and how should you respond? guys to the Creation Today show. My name is Eric Hovind and I've been thinking a lot about the blessing it is to get together with you guys each week and have conversations that help you grow so that you can know your true purpose in life. I truly love the dialogue that we get to have and I love hearing how you are growing through this discipleship time because the more you know, the more you do grow. And today I'm glad that we're growing together and I just wanted you to know that. Uh, a couple shout outs to some Creation Today partners. Katie in Kentucky, thank you so much for being a partner with Creation Today. Ryan out in Arizona, appreciate you partnering with us and helping us reach people around the world. And Andrew over in the UK from the other side of the pond, thank you for coming uh, and being being with us and being a part of this show. Hope you enjoy your fish and chips later on today. <laughs> for those of you joining me on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or our podcast listeners, we just want to say thank you. We want to help turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones on your journey to Christ. As we talk about a peek inside the Atheist Playbook, my guest today is Tony Ramsick. He serves full-time at Answers in Genesis. He has led Answers in Genesis's that's kind of a funny way to say it, but Answers in Genesis's annual gospel outreach for over 20 years. He and his wife uh, have six children. They enjoy leading evangelism uh, events on the street, at fairs, in parades, going to outdoor markets, through his ministry, what does the scripture say.org. And I'm just thrilled to have him here. Tony, thanks for hanging out with me, bud. Oh, my pleasure, Eric. Thanks for having me. We have already had some good times together, and I'm looking forward to sharing some of those stories today. You got some good stories for us? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> good. Hey, want to let you guys know that we're going to be doing a giveaway today for everyone. I'll tell you about that in just a minute, so stay tuned. Uh, this giveaway is actually a free video that you can download from our website from the Creation Store. So I'll tell you about that in just a second. Tony, you and I have known each other for a number of years now, and I have always loved your passion because I think I have the same passion, a passion for skeptic, a, a, a skeptics, a passion for unbelievers. Before we get into the peek inside the atheist playbook, and I, we start off with this first story about the Ark Encounter protest, what gives you a passion for the lost and, and makes you go, you know what, we're going to spend our weekend or we're going to spend our week going and just sharing the gospel with other people. Where, where does that come from for you? How did that start? Yeah, <clears throat> it's uh, the Holy Spirit's work in my life transformed me. I mean, I, uh, I grew up uh, as a non-believer in the Catholic church, you know, so I, I didn't come to know Christ until I was 25 years old. 
And wow. as soon as I did, um, I didn't realize this, but uh, I started sharing my faith and I didn't know what evangelism was or what an evangelist was. And people started telling me, hey, maybe maybe you've got the gift of evangelism. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that is, but I just want to tell people about Jesus, you know? <laughs> so I, I really feel it deep within my soul um, because uh, I, I believe the spirit has used the word of God in my life tremendously. I love God's word. Uh, I love the Lord and I love people. And I think God has built in me this love for uh, his people, the church, and also the lost, uh, because it's his love flowing through me. And, um, and it really stems from the foundational aspect of it is the word of God. And so the more we understand the word of God, the more we have the heart of God, the more we're going to love the lost and reach out to the lost with the gospel. I couldn't agree more. The more you realize this, lay not up treasures in, on earth, lay up treasures in heaven, seek and save the lost. You cannot go through scripture without being convinced and convicted that we have one main mission on planet earth, and that is go win souls. He that winneth souls is wise, Proverbs said. So, right. Uh, yeah. Woe is so me crazy. if I don't preach the gospel. I mean, many times, Eric, I'm sure maybe you felt the same way. Many, many times. I mean, we schedule gospel outreaches all the time. And of course, we uh, try to do it as a lifestyle as well. And I try to train other Christians to, to come to these special events as practice for real daily life, right? But a lot of times I get this flesh versus spirit battle within me. And I, uh, the flesh, the world, the devil, they, they want to stop me from going out and sharing the gospel. Um, but there's uh, God's spirit within me just says, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. I am compelled to preach the gospel. <laughs> Amen to that. And that's what we are. We're, we're, if, you're, if you're calling yourself a believer and you don't find yourself compelled to share the gospel, you need to check one of those two facts because those go together. And if they're not together in your life, I, I'm trying to say this with love, you need to just check that out. That's what we are compelled to do. Um, hey, to help you in that, I try to do a giveaway every week for everybody, Tony, and uh, to help, help you... Uh, Seek and Save the Lost. Uh, my friend Ray Comfort produced a video called The Atheist Delusion, and I just want to give that to you guys. Everybody can have that. Go to creationtoday.org, click on the store, and uh, on the store, there's a little search box. Just type in Atheist Delusion. So creationtoday.org slash store, just type in Atheist Delusion, and then add that to the cart and use como, uh, promo code PROOF, P-R-O-F-F. P-R-O-O-F, let me get my spelling right, proof, P-R-O-O-F, uh, when you check out, and you can download that for free. I think it's something that you or you and your family or you and your small group would really enjoy going through. He always does a great job with that. So go to creationtoday.org slash store, use the promo code proof, P-R-O-O-F, after finding Atheist Delusion, and you can have that for free. Tony, um, we got to hang out uh, during an ARC Encounter protest. How are we going to start this story out as we give people a peek inside what the atheists are, are really up to? How, how do you want to, do you got an idea how to start or you want me to yeah, start this? Yeah. Now I tell you what, um, you know, I, I've had a heart for the lost uh, for many years and we reach out in our local community. And so uh, I've worked at Answers in Genesis, by the way, for 22 years. Uh, started when we had 50 employees. Now we have a peak season over 1500 employees. Wow. I'm actually an IT manager, uh, an IT manager. So 
um, I, I get to do the evangelism stuff for Answers in Genesis uh, as, as part of my job, which is a tremendous blessing. So when I first heard that, uh, uh, you know, we were building the Ark Encounter, we we're going to open it up in July of 2016. And I, and I heard that some atheists were going to have a protest. I was like, fantastic. You know, and, and I went to get a group uh, to go and uh, share the gospel with them in a gentle, loving, caring way. Uh, but then you contacted me, I believe, and said, hey, I'm coming up there and we're going to protest the protest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's beautiful. I love it. Absolutely. So then uh, I just joined with your group up there and I brought some uh, some friends with me and we just went on to their um, they were on the side of a off ramp and uh, and we just went on their little uh, campus there and uh, started uh, gently sharing Christ with them and answering questions about about creation and evolution and stuff and uh, it was it was a, a tremendous time a lot of a lot of Christians I find Eric and you probably find this too that a lot of Christians um, can be intimidated by atheists in particular you know it's one thing if you're if you're witnessing to your unbelieving neighbor or maybe a religious, uh, friend or something like that, but when they, when Christians hear that atheists are going to be somewhere, uh, they get intimidated. And you know, I've learned that um, the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And so we don't have to fear uh, atheists. We don't have to fear any other worldview, religious worldview, because we have the truth, and the gospel truth is more powerful than the wisdom of men. You look at First Corinthians, you know. And so, uh, yeah, we went on there and uh, it was it was tremendous. Uh, you know, some people were afraid that there would be fights and fisticuffs and screaming and yelling. And there was none of that except for the screaming and yelling from the other side, uh, <laughs> primarily. Yeah. Uh, but Eric's team and me and my friends, we went up there and we were just basically lovingly sharing the gospel one on one in conversations, you know. And that so to me was. Uh, that was the real protest. Can't, you got you got the video of I, I brought some signs. So, but I heard about it through David Smalley. He said, "Hey, we're protesting the Ark Encounter," and he was raising money to go up there. I was like, "Well, you guys have no reason to protest this. You're saying that that Kentucky is helping pay for it. They're not. They're giving a tax incentive for bringing in billions of dollars to Kentucky. It sounds like a really good deal for Kentucky. They're creating thousands and thousands of new jobs." Why in the world would you be protesting something that's going to do a lot of good? So that's when I decided, you know what? They don't have a good reason to protest. I'm going to protest them protesting because they have no right to go or they have no reason to go protest. And that's where that idea was born. I've never heard of a, a protest of a protest, but I made a bunch of signs. I brought them up there. And, and honestly, what it ended up doing is because uh, we would do interviews with the media that was there and they would do interviews with the media. And this is a little peek inside their playbook. Uh, we went to their meeting ahead of time. Um, we we went to um, uh, you know to hang out with them, and I was like, I, I want them to know that they're loved. I, that's the the best way I can think of it. Is I just want them to to know that they are loved. And so as we went there and we started um, protesting their protest, I just made signs that said, you know, uh, the ark was built with science and and reason. You know, atheist logic is that any kind of judgment is immoral and that's bad logic, you know? And so I just started going there and I put those out and I think it really kind of stole some of the thunder from what the media would have done if we hadn't have been there. So I'm really glad we were there because they would have just focused yeah. on the big protest rather than on the real deal. The real deal is 
you've got a life-size Noah's Ark that is opening, and that's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I did one interview, um, and this never aired, and I, I kind of assumed that it wouldn't, but they asked me why I was there. Kent, you got that one? Show that one. The, uh, the free thinkers are a little bit unique. They want to be skeptical of everything is what they claim, but really what they're against is Christianity. Now, I appreciate the fact that many of them are humanists because they want to make the world a better place. The problem is they don't have a standard for what is better, what is the best, who writes that standard, who gets to decide. So we want to just show them lovingly that there really is a standard they can go by. And Jesus Christ is that standard. We're here to love our neighbor just as much as we love ourselves. That was my question. Thank you. <laughs> so as we're there trying to love on them, I, I had a couple things I did. Um, I thought, well, how do you love on them? And we brought them uh, lunch uh, and we brought them drinks. Uh, so I brought Chick-fil-A lunch for everybody and they would not eat our Chick-fil-A sandwiches. They actually made a sign and held it up next to Chick-fil-A. I brought cookies and they put on the cookies, you know, warning, this is from creationists. So they wouldn't eat the cookies. Uh, I brought Gatorade for them to drink, and they put a sign next to the Gatorade cooler. This Gatorade is from Creationist. And I thought I was doing a really good job, Tony. I brought red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple Gatorade. Every color of the rainbow, you know, because they're at the Ark Encounter. So I had every color of the rainbow sitting there, and yet they wouldn't drink my Gatorade. But the real protest was trying to love them and trying to have good conversations with them. Yeah. And that, I think, is what really happened, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And that's you talk about the media. But what's interesting is how surprised the atheists themselves were uh, at our our care for them and our motive for being there, because I literally have had that question asked uh, to me as well. Why are you here? Mm. Because they, they just don't understand the Christian heart. Uh, they don't have it, obviously. And so they don't understand the, the genuineness, the uh, the realness of, of of why we're there. So I wanted to share with you a couple of um, a couple of uh, uh, feedback, I guess, or, or post uh, protest um, articles that were written. So this Matt Kovacs, he was there. I think he's a podcaster. Tim Chafee works for AIG. He actually wrote all the signage at the Ark Encounter, and um, <clears throat> you know, praise God, Eric, you were able to take. Was it 12 or 21, right? 20, 21. So we, we were going around. I actually, I had a clip of Aaron Ra. I'm saying, hey, guys, it was actually Jake McCauley, my, my constitution expert that was there, that gave the idea, hey, let's pay for any atheists that want to go through the ark. So I, it, was, it was a real blessing to right there be able to say, hey, any atheists that want to come, let's go. We'll pay for you. Let's, we'll take you on a tour. So out of about 60 uh, protesters, a third of them, 21 of them, came on a tour of the very arc that they were protesting that very day. And that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Tim Chafee, this was his first day off in months because you guys were just slammed trying to get the Ark Encounter ready. But he came and, yeah. uh, and gave a tour to the atheist with us. And that was just so awesome. I loved it. Yeah. And uh, so you, you could see what Matt Kovac said. He was surprised that Tim Chafee was actually uh, honest. And uh, I wanted to show you, share this story here. Uh, Jennifer Crail is a, an atheist activist, secular humanist. Uh, I think she works with um, uh, Mr. Smalley, I think his name is. On the, I know she did at the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, she wrote a blog post afterwards, and I, I just want to read some excerpts from it. It says, I hadn't planned on talking to any of the Christians there, but found myself engaged in a couple of one-on-one -on -one deep conversations with them anyway. 
They were calm, meaningful discussions about faith that I actually quite enjoyed. During one of the conversations, I and the girl I was talking to were both tearing up uh, talking about our experiences. It was a very touching moment and one I will never forget. Uh, the thing I often remind myself of is that we're all just humans trying to figure out the world around us. We shared our disagreements and debated a few issues, but sometimes you just have to push all the divisive stuff to the side and connect with someone on a deeper level. We did that and it was beautiful. And then she goes on and says, the other Christian I spoke to was Jake of Institute on the Constitution, who came with Eric Hoven, leader of the counter-protest. Jake and I had a nice conversation about epistemology, how you can know a thing. We also shared a little about our stories, his conversion to Christianity and my deconversion out of Christianity. I enjoyed that exchange, and he seemed to as well. Later, when Eric Hoven was offering to buy tickets to bring some of us onto the Ark Encounter for a guided tour, Jake offered to buy mine. I accepted. 21 atheists went on a tour of the Ark that day after the protest, and I was one of them. Our Christian tour guides were very kind and responded to our many questions with respect and patience. I can certainly give them kudos for that. Their answers were nonsense, but at least they were nice about it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I thought was funny. So here's, here's a picture of uh, Tim Chafee uh, walking the atheists through. Uh, there's um, another one. Oh, yeah. Jenica goes on and says, uh, the artworks and exhibits themselves were professional and some were even quite beautiful. But what they represented was not quite so beautiful. I saw many kids throughout the tour, and it was upsetting to me to realize that they were being cheated out of an accurate science education like I was. So we want to pray for, uh, for Jenica uh, Crail as well. So yeah, that kind of, that was a, a really a, a once in a lifetime experience to go out there and, uh, and meet with this huge group. And there was, they were chanting and making up sophomoric uh, just statements and things. It was, it was really a good time. I remember standing there and at the very beginning, the leadership of the atheists uh, protest told all of their people, do not talk to the creationists. Don't have any conversations mm. with them. And I got lots of video clips of, of me saying, hey, I got, I got a constitution expert here in just a little while. I'm going to have a, um, an expert on the Ark Encounter, the guy who was in charge of all the content that went into the Ark, Tim Chavey, have him here. And they literally were refusing to have conversations with us. And when we would finally get into conversations, they would say, uh, somebody would come up and say, hey, we're not supposed to be talking to them. And I'm like, how, how close-minded do you have to be in order to say, hey, do not talk to these creationists. Don't have a conversation with the creationists. To me, I'm going, that is the close-mindedness. Now, uh, okay, I want to get into more stories of, of places you've gone, what you've done, but... Uh, two things. Number one, for, for the Christians that are out there, I want to ask the question, why do you think people become atheists? And I want to, well, tell me what you think of my thought, like Jenna and others that have a deconversion story. A lot of them find themselves hurt physically or mentally by a church or by a person, and they use that hurt to blame God and then say, well, I'm blaming God now. I'm going to not believe in God. And it's actually a suppression of the truth rather than an intellectual argument away from Christianity. I don't know if you would agree or disagree, yeah. but I find a lot of people in that boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I talk with a lot of people, atheists and otherwise. And the number one reason why, when I ask people uh, if they're religious and I ask them, well, why did you leave the church or why did you leave your religion? 
the number one reason is why do you what do you think eric to me they got hurt that's what i'm thinking it's like somebody okay okay actually what the number one reason i get and it is prevalent is hypocrisy hypocrites in the church it it really is and so uh and what i do uh when i hear that is uh, i don't i don't try to defend uh the visible church (laughs) i actually agree with them and let them know that yeah there are hypocrites in the church and then i let them know i think there's two reasons why number one is because i think there's a lot of people that go to a church building that aren't true christians and and then number two those that are uh, true Christians, we're, we're still sinners like me, you know, but there's a difference between being a sinner and a hypocrite. Uh, a hypocrite is tr- trying, someone trying to pretend to be something that he's not. Uh, a sinner admits that he's a sinner in need of a savior. So I still sin. And so I, with humility, talk with them. And they've, they've really, you know, most time never heard this, uh, these, these concepts, these ideas. So I do think it's a combination of, um, hypocrisy in the church. Uh, perhaps they have been hurt uh, in some way uh, by the church. That's that's for sure. But then it, eventually, uh, for this very strong atheists, um, I do think that um, they, they look at the atheistic literature and they find uh, what they're looking for. They find some reasons, some excuses uh, that sound pretty good why, why there is no God. But ultimately, Eric, ultimately, the reason why people embrace an atheistic worldview is because of their sin, because they don't want to submit to the authority of a holy God. They want to enjoy their sin, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, uh, that's the ultimate reason. So you're hitting the nail on the head. And that's exactly what scripture says is, look, they, they reject God, not because of science, but because of sin. Romans chapter one, you know, they, they suppress the truth of God because of unrighteousness. And I've talked, I've had many encounters like you with atheists. And when you get all the way through all their fluff, you know, I remember talking to, we were at the reason rally in Washington, DC. And man, we were at the reason rally all day, came back. I'm at the hotel. We stayed there in the, in the hotel lounge for, till about one o'clock in the morning talking to a guy named Max. It was actually several atheists, but Max was the main one. Got all the way through his arguments and he said, okay, I'll admit atheism doesn't make sense. He said, but if I accept Christianity, what does God think about homosexuality? And I went, Mm -hmm. aha, Mm -hmm. here we're getting to the real issue. I want this, God's against this, so I reject God. Rather than taking ourselves and subjecting it to an authority, we want to be our own authority, and that ultimately is the, 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 the issue. So a peek inside the atheist playbook, most of them see hypocrisy, and I would say that is a form of hurt. They see hypocrisy or experience it. They get hurt by it, uh, and then they're, they're trying to find a reason to do what they want to do. It's the same sin that Satan deceived Eve with in the Garden of Eden. You shall be as God. You decide right and wrong. You do what you want. Don't let God tell you what to do. And we're falling for the same argument. So if you want to get a little peek inside an atheist mindset, you need to realize those two things. Those are from Scripture. Those are truth. Um, I don't know that I come out and just say that right away to atheists, even though I'm sure we have some atheists on watching this. Um, I'm, I'm asking questions to get around to, to figuring that out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I, I wanted to kind of share with uh, your viewers um, kind of, uh, and this is really funny because I am not a big believer in sort of uh, the five steps to, um, to Christian life or seven steps to a happy marriage or 
three steps to this. You know, it's like the Christian life is not formulaic. It really isn't. And I always tell the people that I'm training in evangelism that the best thing that I could, that I could uh, share with you is to be filled with God's word and filled with the Holy Spirit such that the love of God just naturally comes out through you, you know, and then you have the word of God in your mind to uh, minister to them, you know, because I, I love evangelism, Eric, you probably uh, would agree with me that evangelism is an adventure. And the reason yes. why it's such an exciting, fun adventure is because every encounter is unique because every person is an individual. And so we want to be filled with God's word and his spirit so that we can uniquely minister to every individual. And that means listening to them. So as soon as somebody tells me that they're an atheist, I don't, or they're a Mormon or a Catholic, I don't say, well, I know what you believe. You believe blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. I, I, you ask questions, you get to know them and you show your sincere care for them. Oh, how did you come to that conclusion? Did you grow up in an atheist home? You know, I will ask that with all sincerity and with all care. You know, and, and surprisingly, uh, a number of them have, which is pretty sad, right? Yeah. Um, but um, so I wanted to share with your viewers kind of, I say I don't like the five steps to this or that, and I really don't. <laughs> and for many years when I was training Christians on how to share their faith, um, I think I was assuming too much. And I do think that people need, maybe not need, but it's helpful to have a roadmap of where you're going. You know, for folks that God has given experience to like me and you, we kind of have that roadmap in the back of our head. We know where we're going when we get into a conversation with somebody. Uh, but for somebody who's new, a Christian who wants to share their faith, it's really daunting. How do they start the conversation? And once they're in a conversation, how do they transition from, you know, the natural realm to spiritual things? And then, and then how do you close the conversation? Hey, Christians, you are called. You are compelled to share the gospel. So some of you out there, I know you would say, but I don't think I'm good at it. I got to tell you, I'm not that good at it either. I want to keep getting better at it. It, it takes, you got to start somewhere. It takes time. So I would say get started. Find one way. Matter of fact, we're going to, uh, uh, um, Mr. Powell in the, in the chat in, uh, is one of the creation partners. And he was asking that, what is the best way to evangelize? He's asking online. We'll get to that in just a minute, Mr. Powell. Uh -huh. But, um, but you can get started. You can start having conversations. Most people are scared because they go, I don't know enough about the Bible. I'll tell you, you probably know more than you think. And if you want to learn the scripture, share it. I promise you will be challenged and you will want to study more. And so actually sharing your faith causes you to go back and go, well, why do I believe what we believe? That's why we have these conversations every week. We want to help disciple you in the scripture and in the science, in God's word and in God's world to help you know why you believe what you believe and to help you take that and share that with others. So that's the whole point of what we do here week in and week out. Yeah. Uh, you could be watching a, uh, a sitcom right now, but I'm glad you're watching this, learning a little bit more about God's word and God's world. <laughs> yeah, so I, I put up on the screen here the five steps. It's basically, you know, you start in the natural realm. And I find that uh, some people are naturally friendly. Other people are like me. I had, I had to learn how to be friendly, you know, I'm more of an introvert by nature. And, uh, but for the gospel's sake, I, I have learned to be friendly. <laughs> and so you start in the natural realm and then uh, there are ways to transition to the spiritual realm. And most of the time that's through using very poignant uh, questions. 
And, um, and then once you're in the spiritual realm, then you transition to using the law in order to bring about the knowledge of sin, like Romans three, uh, Romans two says, right? Or three, Romans three says, the law brings the knowledge of sin. So you want to walk them through the law um, and then you get to uh, share the gospel with them, the good news of the person and work of Jesus Christ. And then finally, the fifth step is to call on them to repent and believe. And, uh, and so we actually, um, in conjunction with uh, the Grace Malley family, uh, we um, at Answers in Genesis, we have a, a, a gospel outreach at the Iowa State Fair every year. And we actually run a witnessing training camp uh, every year in the month of August. Uh, so if you guys are interested in that or your viewers, um, you know, we can, uh, we can uh, give you some resources on, on how to learn more about that. Because I tell you what, there are people that come on that first day, because it's a four day and four night camp. People come, Christians come on that first day and they are, they're scared. You know, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they just don't know what to say. They don't know how to start. By the end of the time, you would think that they've been witnessing for years so um, it's similar to like the Ambassadors Academy, Eric, yeah. sure you know, about Ray Cutter, Way of the Masters, Living Waters, uh, Ambassadors Academy. Uh, and I've been there and I've taught at the Ambassadors Academy as well. But our focus is more on personal one-on-one conversation. And, um, and we believe that, you know, that's something that you can use every day. You, you really, it's hard to open air preach every day <laughs> in your yeah. normal uh, milieu, but uh, you, can, you can share the gospel in a personal way. Hey, real quick, uh, is at. there a website where people can learn more about that conference that you guys do? And by the way, Grace Malley, I'm glad you're doing that with her. She's written a great book, and she was there having conversations with some yeah. of the atheists. Matter of fact, Kent showed a little shared a little video of somebody sitting around some chairs talking. That was Grace, and I think her sister sitting in the dirt having conversations with these atheists. It was it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, yeah, where can they go to find cool. out about that yeah. conference? Um, you know, I would probably say um, gracemally.com. Um, okay. That's kind of her. On her website. And um, on her website, gracemally.com. I think on the right hand side, you can go to evangelism events or evangelism training. So, um, but you know, what's interesting is uh, the, I tell you what, there's more to the story as far as that atheist uh, Ark Encounter protest. I yeah. actually, by God's grace, have gotten to know the the coordinator of that protest and um and we've become friends really and uh, there's there's so many stories but uh i tell you what um i, I want to share with uh, with your viewers a, a little bit more about how that happened and how having a sincere love for people and not being afraid of atheists uh, can really come across and build bridges and build friendships and uh, and really make the gospel um real to them so you you have befriended from what I understand you've you're going to tell us a kind of the journey of eventually you having dinner at his house him having dinner at your house and actually creating conversations and a friendship with somebody who would completely disagree with your worldview. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I um, love it. So yeah. Well, before yeah, we get into that, um, I'm at my I'm at my half hour mark, so I gotta let uh, Facebook and YouTube and our podcast listeners go right now. Um, I want to thank you guys for for hanging out with us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, we hope that already this has been encouraging for you. 
Uh, the second half, what we do is, the second half of the show is for our creation partners. And uh, they are logged in uh, on Zoom with me here, and they're asking questions, and we'll get to ask, answer their questions, and they'll get to interact with Tony personally here. We save that for the second half of the show. If you want to consider being a, a partner of creation today and helping us get the word out on, uh, we, we're, we're kind of going to a lot of different countries, shipping material all over the world. If you want to help us produce resources and, and, and send this information around the world to encourage and equip people, uh, then, then please join us. Just go to creationtoday.org and uh, consider becoming a partner with Creation Today, and we'll get you logged into all of the stuff that, that we've gotten to do. Uh, it's, it's really a blessing. By the way, uh, as we get to the end of 2021, we're finishing our 100-day challenge, and just challenging Christians. This is for Christians out there. What are you doing with the rest of 2021 to impact eternity? And if you're not having a big impact, we just want to invite you to join us so that our impact can be bigger together. So go to creationtoday.org, consider being a partner, and uh, would love, love, love for you to partner with us to take the gospel around the world. Let's turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones in more people's life. By the way, next week, Oh my goodness, Tony, I can't wait to show this to you. I was at the Creation Museum last week and the Ark Encounter, and I used my cell phone to film what was going to be a vlog is turning into a movie, and <laughs> I'm a little nervous about it, but uh, everybody that's watching it is like, no, it's going to be so much fun, and I'm like, I hope so. Next week, you got to join me for Night at the Creation Museum and Night at the Ark Encounter, uh, well, Night of the Ark Encounter is the week after that, but two movies coming next week. And for our partners, I want to say thank you because it's because of your partnership we're able to go and make these films and then share them. We're going to share these with the whole world and just let the whole world watch them. I think they should be pretty... I will be entertained with myself. I'll tell you that. I'll be, I'll be entertained with myself. So it's going to be, uh, going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot of fun. Um, so thank you guys. Social media, thanks for hanging out with me. Look forward to seeing you next week for Night at the Creation Museum. Hope you have a blessed day. And don't forget, you need to check out whatdoesthescripturesay.org, whatdoesthescripturesay.org, Tony's website. Uh, or Grace Malley, I saw somebody put it in the chat. Uh, Grace Malley's um, information on getting a, being a part of that evangelism. Let's see, uh, tomorrowsforefathers.com slash blog. Uh, is what I see in the chat here. So appreciate you guys being here. If you want to ask questions, become a Creation Today partner and join me with the experts. God bless, guys.